Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to our entire E-Town family, and welcome to J-Talking, the official Elizabethtown College Athletics podcast. I am your host, Casey McGarvey of the Athletic Communications Department. We are now a half dozen episodes into season one, and we hope you all continue to support and listen on any of the many podcast platforms. Please rate and subscribe so you are able to get the inside scoop on everything athletics related and more at E-Town. Our sixth guest is not only a legend around campus, but also in the soccer world. Head men's soccer coach Skip Roderick sat down with us and talked about finding his passion for coaching while playing professional soccer, the many traditions of the men's soccer program, and his best advice for student-athletes. Enjoy. Here we go with episode six. Um, Big guest today, not only a legend at E-Town, but a legend in the men's soccer world, been with the Blue Jays now entering his 38th year men's head soccer coach skip roderick skip thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us i'm excited to be here with casey um i'd say soccer is in your blood pretty much you've been around it your entire life whether you know playing professionally coaching here at elizabethtown traveling all over the world doing it how did you get into soccer and then into coaching well i got into soccer because of my uh, older brother uh, used to have to babysit me and he was into soccer and it was just relatively uh, uh, in its infancy in Delaware County. And then um, he would go play with the, all the older kids. And because he was babysitting me, he would drag me along. And um, it was big in our town. And, you know, I was playing with a lot of older kids and nobody wanted me when I was a little kid. And then as I got older, I was one of the first picks. So I kind of got into it. Um, I loved, I'd loved football. I'd loved baseball. I loved basketball. But in ninth grade, I was 4'11", and maybe 95 pounds. Everybody wanted me to be a wrestler. Um, and then in my senior year at high school, I was six foot, uh, 140 pounds. Uh, so uh, I kind of grew into the athletic body of, of a soccer player. Um, I got into coaching because um, I always was kind of a self-taught player. Uh, When I was playing pro, um, I very rarely played, but I was really good in the locker room and I was really good on the bench. And um, one day, one of the pros was asked me if uh, he could watch watch his first touch and watch where he could exploit the left back and um, I sat on the bench and watched a little. And then when he came off at halftime, I said, you know, I noticed that this guy is always stabbing with his uh, right foot to go to his left. And he beat him and we won the game. And he credited me for giving him an insight. Then all of a sudden, players on the team would say, well, since you're not playing, can you give me ideas? And I said, sure. So I became the team comedian, but also behind the scenes, uh, uh, you know, a, a coach. Uh, one thing led to another and um, started doing camps uh, because I was educated in elementary education and um, doing camps for all the pro teams and organizing all that and enjoyed the camaraderie with the uh, younger kids and trying to motivate them into a, a game. I definitely would call you uh, our comedian here in the athletic department, whether you're, uh, you know, uh, breaking up the mood in a Zoom call or just popping into offices when you come in. Uh, 
I know that's the, one of the best parts of my day. So, you know, you found coaching kind of uniquely, call yourself a locker room guy. What brought you to E-Town and kept you here? <laughs> well, that's, a, that's another long story, but I'll try to make it really quick. Basically, I am a graduate of Elizabethtown College. So my senior year, uh, back when I had hair and I was good looking and I didn't have so many wrinkles, um, you know, there was a, quite a few schools that were looking at, at me uh, from North Carolina to Penn to uh, Hartwick to a bunch of, a bunch of big schools. And uh, I remember when I was in ninth, ninth grade, my brother looked here because it was a soccer specific school and he went to Penn State. And he had a wonderful experience at Penn State, made the, made the team, but never uh, could pass the physical because he was born with a hole in his heart. And they, uh, he, he, had, he had to resign from playing soccer. So I felt that the big school uh, was a very scary thing. And I knew that E-Town would give me a personal touch. And it was the best move I ever made. Uh, at, when I, I quit my senior year, uh, because I was offered a pro contract at that time in the North American Soccer League, uh, where I was student teaching. And I went home and asked my parents, and they said, you're more than welcome to quit school, but if you have to sign two contracts. And I said, what's that? He said, well, you can sign the pro contract, and the money that you earn from the pro contract, you have to go back to school at the end of the season and get your degree because we've invested in you to get that degree at Elizabethtown. And so then I uh, used that money to pay for my, at that super senior year, didn't play, but finished my student teaching and got my de degree in December. And then in January, uh, I flew to um, London and uh, trained with uh, Brentford. So jumping into the coaching ranks, you, I mean, there was tradition here before you got here with the town men's soccer. I mean, you said yourself, E-Town being a soccer-specific school. Um, but that tradition has only grown under you, you know, national championship in 1989, long run of NCAA tournaments, only missing two conference tournaments in your whole 37 years. Um, what attracted you to the tradition and what has helped you add to it? <laughs> well... Again, uh, it, it was by chance that I happened to come to E-Town. Um, I was at Old Dominion as an assistant coach, and the head coach, um, of course, went to Laverne on a sabbatical, and they went and found me and asked me if I would be interested for a year. Um, what attracted me to E-Town, of course, is I, of course, graduated from here, had a wonderful experience, learned a, lo a lot about myself as a person, and what uh, and a lot of my attitude and character all came from the foundation of E-Town. And then uh, when the opportunity of after seven or eight years in the pro ranks and college ranks, when they offered me an opportunity to come for a year, I, I, I would jump at the chance because I wanted the opportunity uh, to give back to the kids for one year um, uh, uh, to give back what I learned here and just give them a positive experience um, and say that, uh, you know, this is, this is what you can do 
to enhance your life, like A-Town has helped me reach some of the uh, dreams and goals that I wanted. You know, I've already said men's soccer, quite a tradition. I mean, I, we could spend a whole podcast just on traditions about that, whether it's the marshmallow <laughs> game with Messiah, Das Boot with FNM, um, the Brotherhood, just, you know, I've, I've seen your long email list of almost every player you've had and how you stay connected with them, the team scribe, um, and many other things. What is your favorite men's soccer tradition, if you can have just one? Whoa. Well, that, that, that's a good question because there's been a, a, a lot of really great things. I think, I think one of the things that I've tried to um, instill, which I learned here at E-Town, and I also learned from my parents, is that to be, to be a team, you must be a family. So everything that I built around my coaching is about organizing us as, a, as to be a family, but also to have the right attitude and characters. So then I can basically use this family atmosphere, develop them as a team, and then pass them on and be good people for the next 20 to 30 years. So I think uh, one of the things that I get excited about almost every game day is when we walk onto our soccer-specific stadium and we touch the touchstone that was built by um, uh, Chris Morgan and his roommates for uh, the passing of one of his players. And uh, we touch it and then we feel that energy from all the other players that have ever stepped on that field and then saying, you know, do your best out there. Um, you know, if you work hard, you will have success. And so, yes, the marshmallow game, I still get emails from them. Uh, matter of fact, I, I'm looking at marshmallows right now that are 25 years old. Um, so, yes, I, you know, that is a tradition. The boot. Is a, is a big tradition that has been going for years from both athletic directors to the greatest, one of the greatest players to play here at Edytown, Al Hershey, where he coached at FNM and we play for his boot where he broke the scoring record. That's really exciting. Um, but I would say that some of the, the biggest, uh, of course, uh, we have a thing that started in 1970 and it's over 50 years old. And that's called the Nightmare of the Game Award. And that's been a really huge popular thing on the bus rides coming uh, every away game. And they pick out who was the nightmare of the game, who did something stupid. It's gotten too extended now where it's stupid before the game um, and the week of practice. But uh, that is always mentioned every week when we write to all the alumni. So there's been a lot of great traditions, um, you know, Halloween practice was fun. You know, the day before every homecoming game is a huge – what's a big tradition here is our whole homecoming is geared around the men's and women's soccer game where the homecoming queen or king or queen is uh, um, crowned. You know, everything is built. The crowds are huge. Um, the, the night before, we host uh, whoever scored the first goal of the season. Their name goes up on uh, – his or hers names go up on the scoreboard. All these little traditions make us really unique. And uh, that is kind of a thing that we've tried to uh, instilled for the last 30 some, 37 has it been? Holy heck, it just feels like yesterday. It's great. The, the few opportunities I've had to meet men's soccer alum, um, 
brotherhood is always a word they all seem to use. Um, and it, 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 it can just tell that um, their experience as a men's soccer player here has stuck with them continually and it's something they will never forget. Um, 500 plus wins, 548 to be exact. Can, what does that number mean to you? Can you put that in a few words? Uh, a few words, it means that it, it, it cannot be done by me alone, as you're quite aware of. I get the credit, but I've had incredible assistant coaches, and um, they're a part of my family, and I call best friends now. Um, the teammates are the ones that really earned it. Um, I was just the, uh, I was just guiding them along. Um, so it also tells you that, boy, he's been there a long time. <laughs> And where does he get his enthusiasm? Where does he get his energy? Where does he get his competitive fire and his grit? And these are all the things that I try to instill in my players. So, um, though, it, you know, it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice thing. You know, I know that when we won the national championship the next day was exciting. I got a handshake from uh, our athletic director, which was awesome. <laughs> Way to go get back to work. Okay. So <laughs> though we celebrated for almost a year um, after that. Um, but yeah, so 500 is just shows that it's been, I've been here a long time, but it also is credit to all my assistant coaches and players. And I would also say it also is credit to a good wife who's been behind me the entire time and has guided me and made me do the right things. And many times say the right things. At, at the right time. So I'm lucky that way. Um, coming to that time of year where juniors and seniors are beginning to make their college decisions about what school they want to do the next four years for college, whether they're a student athlete or not. But um, what are your advice for recruits, you know, whether they come to E-Town or not? What should they do? What should they be thinking about? Oh, that's a, that's a really good one. I mean, um, I would say, uh, you know, I think the student athletes right now there's a quite a few things that they should be looking at. And, and one is, you know, as a coach at a college, we, we don't really get a lot of time to coach with them. We're doing a lot to mentoring of them. So I think it's really important that the, the college kids find where there's a competitive program, where there's a, the coach teaches you how to be a team and then uh, how to, how to, try to get the best you can out of yourself, right? And realize that in college, it is, a, it is a winding road. It's not a smooth road. And will he be there with his open arms and help you get through these goals that you have? Um, yes, if you wanna go on to play a little bit farther, that's another option. Uh, does a coach have the ability of that? But I think it's really uh, basically uh, on the leader itself, can he teach you the self-character, the grit, the self-discipline, right? And all those qualities that can help you get a job in the future. Because that's basically what we're trying to do is mentor them to be good people on the field as well as off the field. You talk about mentoring. And I guess my next question is you kind of started with it. But um, if you give your current student athletes one piece of advice, what would it be? Well, I, I think uh, what I try to tell them, there's only really three things you can control, and that's uh, self-discipline, competitive fire, and self-belief in yourself. 
Um, and if you can figure those three quality, those characters out, then you're going to be a very successful in your life and on the, on the field as well as off the field. Um, yes, this is a first time where um, you bring egos, athletes in and try to organize them into a team and they have to have those three great attitudes, those characters, and then that's the beauty of trying to organize them. So yes, there has to be a coach that can put your arm around, around them, but there also has to be a coach also that knows when to say you're stepping out of line and, and you're hurting yourself as a team. So um, I, think, I think if the kids can learn that the self-discipline, the competitive fire, and the self-belief in themselves, they're going to go a long way. And that's kind of what I try to teach in my coaching. For our last question, it's one I've been going with with all our guests, and there might not be someone better on campus to answer answer this question. Oh, geez. Okay. Why E-Town? Why E-Town? Well, 37 years, buddy, right? So it's 37 years. I mean, this has been um, where I've been really lucky that it, it, the college has been committed to athletics. I'm very fortunate that soccer has uh, had created a tradition so it's allowed me the freedom, right, to give my beliefs and guide young men into adults, which I really enjoy in mentoring them. But I also love the commitment and the enthusiasm of from all the way up to the top that all the five presidents that I've been involved, and I think the six athletic directors that I've, I've been involved, all of them have been very supportive to all the student athletes. And if you have support for student athletes and for the students, you're going to have success on the field. Yes, this is my alma mater, right? Many of my best friends all graduated from E-Town, right? So I'm still really involved with all the alumni. Uh, for me, also, it had allowed me to have a quality of life um, with raising two beautiful twin girls. Um, and uh, still, uh, and a beautiful wife, and have a very solid marriage that's really invested in Elizabethtown, also. So, I really wanted to come back where I could, you know, put some roots down. Um, I was, I didn't know I would be here for so long because I have a one year contract. I've been fortunate enough to be offered quite a few opportunities, but then after I turned down these big time opportunities, they kind of realized that. You know, his, my ego was um, never, never got me in trouble. Um, I was fortunate enough to chase my dreams, which I was very lucky to be able to live in Europe, live all over the country, see every city playing soccer, meet incredible friends, and, and, uh, and then be able to bring all that experience back to a, to a small college where I personally if I didn't come here, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So I'm kind of like still giving back. Right? I'm still, you know, um, I guess paying it forward after so many years, as you would say, and that's, uh, that's why E-Town. Skip, great answer to finish up the podcast with, you know, you're a little bit of a celebrity around campus. So you're our first celebrity on this podcast. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to jump on with us and, uh, Good luck this spring with your upcoming games. 
Casey, thanks for all you do for helping us. And, you know, I, I, I really enjoy your company as long as it with along with everybody else. So thank you for inviting me and uh, hope this uh, helped a bunch of people, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Special thanks to Coach Skip for joining us, and thank you for tuning in to our sixth episode of Jay Talking. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast, and don't be shy. Bring a few friends along as well. Once again, thank you for the continued support of Jay Talking, and we look forward to talking with you all again soon. Mm-hmm.